Hello, this is R.J. Deacon with the Supreme Court Decision Syllabus Podcast. Welcome to the 2019 session of the Supreme Court. First reading is actually not a syllabus, but it's a pretty short one, so we're just going to read the whole thing. Um, so it's a procurium opinion, and it's Supreme Court of the United States. David Thompson versus Heather Hebden, Executive Director of the Alaska Public Offices Commission. On petition for writ of certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, Alaska law limits the amount of it an individual can contribute to a candidate for political office or to an election-oriented group other than a political party to $500 per year. That's Alaska statute section 15.13.070B1 uh, from 2018. Petitioners Aaron Downing and Jim Crawford are Alaska residents. In 2015, they contributed the maximum amounts permitted under Alaska law to candidates or groups of their choice, but wanted to contribute more. They sued members of the Alaska Public Offices Commission, contending that Alaska's individual-to-candidate and individual-to-group contribution limits violate the First Amendment. The district court upheld the contribution limits, and the Ninth Circuit agreed. Applying circuit precedent, the Ninth Circuit analyzed whether the contribution limits furthered a sufficiently important state interest and were closely drawn to that end. Quoting Montana Right to Life Association versus Adelman. The court recognized that our decisions in Citizens United versus Federal Election Commission and McCutcheon versus Federal Election Commission narrow the type of state interest that justifies a First Amendment intrusion on political contributions to combating actual quid pro quo corruption or its appearance. Again, citing McCutcheon. The court below explained that under its precedent in this area, the quantum of evidence necessary to justify a legitimate state interest is low. The perceived threat must be merely more than merely conjecture and not illusory. And that's the way they wrote that. A little clunky. The court acknowledged that McCutcheon and Citizens United created some doubt as to the continuing vitality of this standard, but noted that the Ninth Circuit had recently affirmed it. After surveying the state's evidence, the court concluded that the individual-to-candidate contribution limit focuses narrowly on the state's interest, leaves the contributor free to affiliate with a candidate, and allows the candidate to amass sufficient resources to wage an effective campaign, and thus survives First Amendment scrutiny. The court also found the individual-to-group contribution limit valid as a tool for preventing circumvention of the individual-to-candidate limit. In reaching those conclusions, the Ninth Circuit declined to apply our precedent in Randall v. Sorrell, the last time we considered a non-aggregate contribution limit. In Randall, we invalidated a Vermont law that limited individual contributions on a per-election basis to $400 to a candidate for governor lieutenant governor, or other statewide office, $300 to a candidate for state senator, 
and $200 for a candidate for state representative. Justice Breyer's opinion for the plurality observed that contribution limits that are too low can harm the electoral process by preventing challengers from mounting effective campaigns against incumbent office holders, thereby reducing democratic accountability. Uh, Justice Kennedy concurring in the judgment, agreeing that Vermont's contribution limits violated the First Amendment. Uh, Justice Thomas, joined by Justice Scalia, concurring in the judgment, agreeing that Vermont's contribution limits violated the First Amendment while arguing that such limits should be subject to strict scrutiny. A contribution limit that is too low can therefore prove an obstacle to the very electoral fairness it seeks to promote. And that was the plurality opinion. In Randall, we identified several danger signs about Vermont's law that warranted closer review. Alaska's limit on campaign contributions shares some of those characteristics. First, Alaska's $500 individual-to-candidate contribution limit is substantially lower than the limits we have previously upheld. The lowest campaign contribution limit this court has upheld remains the limit of $1,075 per two-year election cycle for candidates for Missouri State Auditor in 1998. That limit translates to over $1,600 in today's dollars. Alaska permits contributions up to 18 months prior to the general election and thus allows a maximum contribution of $1,000 over a comparable two-year period. That's Alaska Statute 15.13.074C1. Accordingly, Alaska's limit is less than two-thirds of the contribution limit we upheld in shrink. Second, Alaska's individual-to-candidate contribution limit is substantially lower than comparable limits in other states. Most state contribution limits apply on a per-election basis, with primary and general elections counting as separate elections. Because an individual can donate the maximum amount in both the primary and general election cycles, the per-election contribution limit is comparable to Alaska's annual limit in the 18-month campaign period, which functionally allow contributions in both the election year and the year preceding it. Only five other states have any individual-to-candidate contribution limit of $500 or less per election. Colorado, Connecticut, Kansas, Maine, and Montana. Moreover, Alaska's $500 contribution limit applies uniformly to all offices, including governor and lieutenant governor. That's Alaska Statute 15.13.070B1. But Colorado, Connecticut, Kansas, Maine, and Montana all have limits above 500 for candidates for governor and lieutenant governor, making Alaska's law the most restrictive in the country in this regard. Third, Alaska's contribution limit is not adjusted for inflation. We observed in Randall that Vermont's failure to index limits means that limits which are already suspiciously low will almost inevitably become too low over time. The failure 
to index imposes the burden of preventing the decline upon incumbent legislators who may not diligently police the need for changes in limit levels to ensure the adequate financing of electoral challenges. So too here. In fact, Alaska's $500 contribution limit is the same as it was 23 years ago in 1996. That's 1996 Alaska Session Laws, Chapter 48, Section 10b1. In Randall, we noted that the state had failed to provide any special justification that might warrant a contribution limit so low. The parties dispute whether there are pertinent special justifications here. In light of all the foregoing, the petition for certiorari is granted, the judgment of the Court of Appeals is vacated, and the case is remanded for that court to revisit whether Alaska's contribution limits are consistent with our First Amendment precedents. It is so ordered. Again, that was a per curiam opinion. Appreciate you listening, and uh, welcome to the new season or session. And uh, if you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at roadsscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S, like the truck driving roads. And uh, uh, on Twitter at Court Syllabus. Thank you.